Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Positive Girl podcast with me, Sabrina. This is the show that's going to help you become your best self. And today we are talking about fear is an illness, how to stop living in fear. But before we jump into that, I'm super excited. I want to invite you to come say hi to me over on my Instagram. I am at Sabrina Joy Perozo, and you can learn how to spell that down in the show notes. And I would love to hear from you. Um, have Maybe come over and just say hi. Any questions, comments, concerns? prayer requests, feedback, topics, suggestions, or just to, you know, get to know each other. If you prefer to send an email, I also have an email address, realpositivegirlpodcast at gmail.com. Again, all of that information is available to you down in the show notes. So I look forward to hearing from you, but let's jump in today's episode. Again, we are talking about fear is an illness and how to stop living in fear. So fear is an illness. It's a, it's a phrase that I just learned actually. And I love it. I'm in love with it. I immediately had to create a podcast episode out of it because it is amazing. It's a phrase I, I, I heard while watching the second season of The Witcher, actually. It's a TV show on Netflix and um, we like it. It's about, I don't know, like a, a monster hunter kind of situation. But regardless, it is amazing. So just in a quick nutshell, a secondary character was sharing with the main character of the show that she is afraid of what she could do to others if like out of control, right? She has like this deep fear. And the main character told her that fear is an illness. And if you catch it and leave it untreated, it will consume you. Like think about, oh, how strong this is. Like whoever wrote this for the show. Amazing. Again, let me just read it to you again. Fear is an illness, and if you catch it and leave it untreated, it will consume you, and it will, right? When we think about fear, it just consumes us because we just allow it to be there. And so after that, the other character asked how to cure it, how to cure fear, right? And he responded that the best way to cure it is to face it. Like that it was very just as simple as that, which I appreciate a simple answer because I feel like, you know, I've talked about fear several times here on the show, and it can get into this really overdone conversation of like, you know, you have to muster up all this courage and do this, that, and the other, um, when it is very easy just to be like, you got to face it. That's what you got to do. You you can't do any of these other fancy things. You know, you can't like sit around and write in a journal for so long or, or you know, even like you can go to therapy, which I go to therapy every single week. And talk about your fears and talk about what is really laying on your heart and your mind. But until you face it, you will not get past it. You will not overcome it. So I found it very profound because it's true. All that is absolutely true. It's such good, like real life advice from a TV show. (laughs) Amazing. Um, So you have to face your fears if you have any hope of overcoming these things. It's wild, y'all. You have to. You have to face your fears. And it's it's easier said than done, obviously, right? Because if if it was easy, we'd all just be like, yeah, just do it. <laughs> just face your fears and it'll be fine. And you're like, okay. And it is so painful. I, I like to use the word painful to describe it because it I feel actual pain in my body, in my mind, in my chest. It's it's a lot. Um, but you know, just in general, fear is a funny thing. It's important in times of crisis and trouble, you know, 
um, when you need to be more aware of danger and keeping yourself safe. So if you're like you're in a car accident or you are being held at gunpoint, knife point, something like that, something crazy is about to happen, it is very helpful. You know, you become more aware of what's happening around you, leading you to make sound decisions, leading you to keep you and those around you as safe as you possibly can, make those good choices. But, but when it's fear that is based on non-existent problems and dangers, I know that sounds, that's, it's a real talk here, right? It's always real talk here. When it's based on non-existent problems and dangers, it's not your friend. It's actually working against you. And I feel like a lot of us, we know this. We know this so deeply in our hearts, but it's hard for us to still push back, you know, face it, do what we can to overcome it, not continually continually let it be this thing that kind of drains us of everything. It feels like everything inside of us. And I feel like another thing that will, that we will, come up with that as, as an excuse to continue to let fear be in our life is because we lean back on the first definition of fear that I'm talking about where it keeps you safe in times of trouble in danger and we are like well the things that I'm going through are real trouble in danger when they may feel like it in the moment but they aren't like hard to find dangers where your life is literally in danger trouble you might die Terrible things might happen if you don't spring into action or, you know, rely on that fear to help you really acutely define what needs to be done, right? Heighten your awareness. Um, But actually, you know what? It can be said that this type of fear that we're talking about, where we let it consume us, will actually lower your awareness. And it will cause you to become like, hyper aware and focused on perceived problems, whether those are real or not, you know? And so in real danger and trouble that you're in, when you have fear, you'll, your, your awareness will actually, you know, become more, become greater because you were like trying to take it all in. Like what, what do I need to be aware of? Like, what is everything going on around me? How can I get out of this danger? But when you're in the perceived danger, It's not really like, it's just these things that are causing you fear, whether it's like stage fright or giving a presentation or talking to someone or, you know, going after your dreams, standing up for yourself, whatever it might be that you're fearing. And I probably didn't list it there in that very short list, so it's okay. Whatever it is, um, you know, you you become so hyper-focused on the fear that you have that you don't see everything else. And that's all going to, you know, play into like the steps, the tips I'm going to give you later about how we can, you know, face our fears and overcome them. Um, So we will talk about that a little bit more later, but yeah, these, (laughs) it is just so wild talking about fear because I have a lot of fears myself. I'm not over here like, oh, I don't have fear. No, no, no. I definitely have fears. It's one of the biggest reasons why I haven't started my business yet. It's one of my biggest reasons why I haven't done a lot of things in my life yet. I have let fear rule my life for so long that I feel like a butterfly coming out of my cocoon and finally being like, it is time right now to finally face my fears. I just need to do it. I'm seeing the point where I've wasted so much of my time. Maybe you feel the same where I just got to do it. 
I just got to do it. So yeah, so this type of fear will lower our awareness. We will become hyper-focused on these perceived problems. And again, whether they're actually real problems or not, and you consciously narrow your options and hold yourself back because of an unknown threat. And unknown things drive me crazy, and it's part of the reason why I deal with anxiety and worry so much. And maybe that's the same for you because it's just there are so many unknown threats and we can make up such interesting things in our mind that it can be go, become seriously overwhelming. You know, and I see it as building something up bigger than it should be. Absolutely. Absolutely. 110%. Building it up more than it needs to be. And it could be based on something that has happened in the past. That's a lot of my fears of being like, well, this happened in the past and this situation seems like it's following the same kind of footsteps, breadcrumbs. The other thing was, but that's still not a real reason. I'm sorry to say that. Even to myself, I'm like, oh, it's not. I know it. It's not a real reason, but more of an excuse with more fear piled on top. It's like fear is like the cherry on top and it's also the bottom and the middle layer and all of the layers. (laughs) It's an excuse right? Because we can't predict the future. And, you know, a lot of times we can take that kind of situation and be like, well, I'm afraid that this is going to turn out like how this other thing did because it's following the same footsteps. Okay, we'll change it a bit, shift it a bit, but don't allow fear to make you do nothing or make you run away, right? But I know it can be really hard. So outside of being in a tragic event that is life-threatening, fear does nothing positive for us. It really doesn't. So here's a quick list of bad things fear does for us just to kind of like, you know, get you understanding more about how fear is not our friend. Um, Fear creates roadblocks because it allows us to stop and not move forward and not do anything and become so stuck where we are and not go forward. Uh, Fear also paralyzes us. You know, I feel like fear has paralyzed me many times. It'll just stop me in my tracks when I get a little bit of courage and confidence going, and then I'll just stop. And I don't even consider like why I'm stopping. I don't even consider like what I'm missing out on. Usually in that moment, I'm just like, we're done. You're done. (laughs) So it's so tough. It's so tough because it just paralyzes us in in these different moments. And if we don't try to push through, we will stick there, right? We'll become stuck. Fear also robs us of peace and takes away our joy because we can't have peace when we're not doing what we want to do or trying new things or growing, exploring, becoming better people, right? Um, Takes away our joy because we're not happy because we're not doing the things we want to do or we're not enjoying our life because we're allowing the fear to keep us where we are, hold us back. And then fear also directs our thoughts and determines our actions. So I feel like for me personally, fear has determined a lot of actions for me not to take and not to do. But maybe for you, fear has directed you to take actions that are maybe a little more lackluster or not as exciting or not as risk-taking or maybe opposite and not going after the things you want to do because people have told you it won't work out or you have seen other people close to you have it not work out for them or just like the unknowns of what could happen and directing our thoughts of being like, well, you can't do this and really instilling this negative mindset in ourselves of telling ourselves we can't do it because there's too much fear. So 
just a couple of things for us to really realize fear is bad. I know that's really simple and you're like, I know that, Sabrina. I know it's bad. I just really want to hit it home. I want you to know for sure. So, but I also want to share, I, I read a wonderful Chinese proverb. So on top of like that quote from the show, amazing, this wonderful Chinese proverb, it is, fear is only as deep as the mind allows. Isn't that wonderful? Fear is only as deep as the mind allows. Now, if you see me post about that on Instagram soon, don't be surprised because it's so thought-provoking, so deep. So this, this proverb generally just means that we are in charge. We are of what we let in our minds. We are in charge of what stays in our minds, right? Our mind is a filter. Things go in, things go out. Things come in, things go out, like back and forth. Just because something comes in doesn't mean it has to stay. It can go back out. <laughs> it, it's, it's a two-way street, right? It's not one way. You don't have to like carry around all this crap. But I feel like a lot of us think that we do. You get to choose. You really get to choose. But we get so wrapped up in the fear that we believe we don't get a choice, right? There's a long time where I didn't believe I got a choice. I was just like, oh, more piled on. Why? But here it is, nothing I can do about it, when really there is a lot we can do about it. We can just like kick to the curb. Bye, you're not paying rent, see you later, (laughs) right? We just get so wrapped up in thinking that. We are allowing ourselves to be held prisoner to our fears. That's exactly what's happening. We are in chains, we are in jackals to these fears that are ruling our lives. And... You know, I do want to bring up the point because I'm sure someone's like, but Sabrina, this is the reason. Like, maybe someone else is to blame as well. So you're always going to be the blame, right? Because you're the one deciding to hold on to those fears. I know that's harsh, but it's true. And I'm even telling myself that. It sucks. But it's true, okay? But maybe someone else as well is to blame because they planted the seed. They introduced you to the fear. They put it in there. They instilled this fear in you. Okay, fine. I've been through that. Yes, but (laughs) I'm sure you knew there was a but coming. But as much as you can't allow fear to run your life, which is what we talked about, you can't be a victim either. And I've talked about that a lot too. You can't be a victim. You just can't. Again, you will get nowhere and end up wasting time. So much time in your life and nothing gets fixed, right? And if you don't believe me, ask yourself this question. What will you gain in blaming someone else without putting in the work to make a change? Let me repeat that question for you just in case. What will you gain in blaming someone else without putting in the work to make a change? So you can sit around and blame someone else for whatever they did to you or instilled in you or whatever till the cows come home and afterwards. But if you don't also decide to put in the work to make a change, to fight that fear, to face that fear, to overcome that fear, to move forward, then you're doing nothing for yourself, right? It might feel good to complain, which is what you're doing. And it might feel good to blame, but it, it, won't, it won't yield you anything. You will get nothing from that. Except for the satisfaction of trying to push this issue onto someone else 
and and then do nothing and then do what right you're like no it's their fault okay great well then now what are you going to do do you feel free and clear no you got to do more work on top of that you have to there's there's there is no other way and you know you might be afraid to ask yourself this question that i posed to you because you know the answer isn't what you want you know you know that like the answer will not be good you know the answer will lead you in the direction of needing to make a change. And a lot of people aren't ready for change. It's a reason why you can't make people help themselves and you can't help people for them. You have to wait for them to decide to help themselves first before you can help them along with their issues. Because they have to be in charge. You have to be in charge first. People can't just do it for you. So here are some tips, five tips, on how to face your fears and eventually overcome, right? That's what we want to do. We want to face our fears. We want to overcome them. Yes, let's preface this with that just because you face them doesn't mean they're going to go away forever. But the more that you do, the easier it will be to move past them, maybe overcome them. New fears might bubble up. That's just how life is. You know, we're continuing to face new things each and every day. So just be aware of that. Okay, so the first one is determine the source of your fear, of course. So ask yourself, where is this coming from? Like your fear of public speaking, why do you have a fear of it? Is it because someone told you that it will be big and scary? Is it because someone put a lot of responsibility on you to present whatever you're doing? Did you see someone else really mess up when they were speaking, right? Or are you Do you have like some sort of speech impediment or issue speaking and you are afraid that you will be embarrassed? Like where is the fear coming from and was it planted or did you sow it yourself? So did someone else plant this fear and steal this fear in you or did you just pick it up on your own and continue to feed it to yourself? You know, really determine like where this came from, how it got there, and it really will help to kind of break it down and be like, well, you know, it's based on seeing this person fail or not do so well. But does that mean that automatically I won't do well? No, it doesn't. Does that mean that, you know, I will do well? No, it doesn't mean that either. It just means that it doesn't need to be a fear because you haven't done it and you don't know what's going to happen. Or maybe you have done it before, right? Um, And then it didn't work out. And you're like, well, it didn't work out. Um, I don't want to do it again. I'm afraid to do it again. But you don't know what will happen this time. And if you made changes to what happened last time to this time, it could definitely be better. So just consider and determine the source of your fears. Number two, accept your fears. This is very similar to me always telling you accept your emotions, accept your feelings, accept what is coming in, right? Accept that you're afraid. You can be afraid. It's fine. Just like you can be mad, sad, angry, whatever, frustrated. You can be all of those things. But fear doesn't automatically mean you can't do it. So you can't just be like, oh, well, I'm afraid. So that means like nothing's going to happen. No, except that you're afraid. You're like, I'm afraid to, you know, speak at this event and do this presentation, but I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to overcome it. I'm not going to let it stop me. I'm not going to let it hold me back. Except that that's your fear. You're like, okay, that's, I am afraid of this right now. And that's it. Like You're just accepting that that is a thing, but it doesn't mean that it's your identity, that it has to consume you or really mean anything more than 
this is your current state at the moment. And it can be easily and quickly changed. Number three, embrace your own power. So you might fear you can't do it, but a lot of times it's all in your mind. So you know what I said, accept your fear, accept your fear, and then embrace your own power. Embrace the fact that you might feel like you can't do it. It might feel like a lot. It might feel like overwhelming. You might be reflecting on past mistakes and failures, other people's mistakes and failures, whatever it is, but understand that you can do it. Just because someone else has told you you can't, or you haven't in the past, or it seems really big, embrace your power, your ability to muster up courage and confidence, and at least try, because you won't really know what the result is until you try, and I understand that you might feel like you're keeping yourself safe by not trying at all, but then what are you missing out on by not trying? So embrace your power, embrace your ability to rally and do what you need to do and at least try and know that you are stronger than you know. We all are. I feel like we're never always tapping into 100% of our strength and our courage and our confidence because we don't need to all the time. But just know that you can and you should embrace it, especially when fear is trying to hold you back. Okay, number four, choose perspective, not panic. I feel like a lot of times when we are dealing with fear, we are in a panic. We don't want to do whatever the thing is. We're afraid to do what the thing is. We're thinking and swirling around in our mind all the terrible things that could happen, how it could all fall apart. But instead of choosing panic, choose perspective, okay? Ask yourself, are you really in danger? What's the worst that could happen? How will this really affect you in the long term? Even if you fail, even if you make a mistake, can you think of how you could recover right now if you did make a mistake? Can you just keep going? Does their opinion really matter and will it really change what you can, what you will do after this thing is over, right? You'll be okay. You'll be able to get through it. And the more that you're able to push through your fears, the easier it'll become to do that thing, right? It'll become easier. Maybe not right away, (laughs) but over time it will. And you'll be able to easily deal with people's pushback and people's negative opinions and judgments and your own internal fears and judgments and pushbacks. You just have to choose to widen your perspective and really see like, this isn't that big of a deal, or it is a big deal, but I know that I can handle this. I've been preparing for this. I put a lot of time and energy into doing this. I need to figure out what's going to happen after this happens, and then know what needs to change going forward. Okay, number five, the last one. The last tip I have for you for facing your fears and eventually overcoming Shift from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. Fixed mindset and growth mindset is such an interesting concept. I'm reading a book about it right now called Mindset. It's really good. Um, But when you're shifting from a fixed mindset, which is a mindset that's saying that you can only do what you've been taught or as far as you've been educated or what you've been able to do before. So if you 
are not able to do something like the first time and it takes you multiple times, then you're you're in a fixed mindset. You'd be like, well, why should I continue trying if I wasn't able to just understand it and learn it the first time or the first couple of times? And just feeling like you are in a, you're locked in a box with the things you are able to easily understand and ascertain, and that is it for you. Well, with a growth mindset, you don't allow those things to hold you back and to kind of like rope you off in this one area of abilities. No, you you know that, yes, yeah, something that you're trying to learn or understand or do might take you a little bit longer than someone else, but that does not dictate whether you will be able to learn it or not. You know, you have the ability to learn and grow and continue to try. So, you know, what you did in the past, what you failed at, the mistakes you've made, these things do not determine what you can and can't do now and in the future. They just don't. They really don't. But with a fixed mindset, you believe this is true. But with a growth mindset, you believe that this is not true, that it's that those things do not determine what you can and can't do. You know, we need to believe. You have to believe it. You have to, you can't just accept it. You have to believe it as a belief, as like a core value almost in your value system. You have to believe that we are always growing, changing, becoming better people because we are. We are continually adapting to life and and coming up against all of these struggles and, and troubles and problems and situations and experiences that we either are expecting or not. And we're continuing to move forward each and every time. So you have to know and believe that your current abilities aren't all you have, right? You can learn more and do more. Now, there might be some things, as I close this out, to that you, that are hard. Like for me, math. Math is hard. <laughs> math is really hard. I, I was never good at math, right? I was good at the times tables. I remember that. <laughs> but math, I remember when I hit high school and I was doing like algebra. And I feel like I was fine at geometry, Ugh. but even then, it was really difficult for me. You know, I never went, I never went above geometry. It's just math is just not my thing. Although I was able to do like science math, like that was cool. Um, but I don't know how my brain, my brain like differentiated between those two. Regardless, math is really hard for me, and I did struggle with needing just just not. I, I would try to learn what I needed to learn. And then there was a point where I gave up. And maybe if I had continued to persevere and go after it and really try harder to figure out how to learn it, I could have done it. But I think I just chose to stay in that fixed mindset of this is just where I am at, you know. But with other things, I have definitely pushed farther, wider, longer to figure out, like, how can I figure this out? How can I learn this. So with podcasting, uh, with writing, you know, with uh, certain things in my job over the years, like just learning the best way for me to learn and understand things, even if it takes me a little bit longer, just creating those systems for myself and, and really pushing myself or asking for help when I needed it. And so that's what I encourage you to do. Really try to adopt a growth mindset of not limiting what you can do, what you can learn, what you can be just by what's happened in the future or you not being able to pick it up right away because that's it's just not true. So I hope that helps you and I hope that helps you really in thinking about your fears. Like you can do it. You can push through. You can try. You can 
keep trying even if you fail and make mistakes. That's how you grow. That's how you learn the best lessons. So I really hope that you have enjoyed this episode talking about how fear is an illness and how we really do need to treat it and not allow it to consume us because if we do, we'll be stuck in the same place forever. And that's kind of how I feel in my life a little bit. But it's just another reason why I'm talking about it, why I'm deciding to talk about it because I don't want to be stuck in my fear anymore and I don't want you to be stuck in your fear anymore either. So thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast again with me, Sabrina. I hope that you really enjoyed this episode and please don't forget, check the show notes below where you can find me on Instagram and where you can find um, my email address and I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to get to know you, conversate with you online and become online friends. That'd be so great. But until next time, have a good one and I'll see you next time. Bye guys.